Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. As a group or a whole, um, we're doing pretty good on rainfall. Our average is pretty good. The only problem is we got too much again in that corridor up there between 17 and 116. They continue to get rain. Uh, I was up there this week, saw dead spots in the bean fields and corn fields. Um, situation where the water just stood too long and took the crop out. Not quite as bad as 2015, but in a lot of ways pretty similar to 2015, depending on the drainage on the farms and stuff. We were in the Waseca area one morning. It was about 85 degrees, 86% humidity. By the end of the day, we were clear to the south at uh, down around Cisco. We had 88 degrees and 36% humidity. So the high amount of humidity, of course, is coming from the amount of rain that they've had, which has also triggered all the continued pop-up showers. Unlike uh, south here, 136 and south, things are starting to get kind of serious. Probably from 136 down to Decatur, um, a pretty good stretch across there and reaching over to the west, uh, go clear west, and you start to see the moisture showing up over in the Quincy area again as well. And you get south, you see it um, down in the Sullivan area where the moisture is. But we got low humidities, and we've been running with a few tents of rain here and there over the last 35, 40 days. And I think that low humidity is creating a problem to get other rain in here uh, to make things happening. So as we look at the crops here, uh, from 136 south, stress is starting to show up on this crop, uh, especially the late planted crop and the replanted crop. So we're starting to see them with that shorter corn that's knee high right now that is really struggling. It just doesn't have the root mass and the uh, beans that are less than V4 are also standing still uh, from the moisture issues and still the carbon panel itself. In general, uh, ear counts continue to come in lower than most farmers expected if they haven't been paying attention in it. And this is due to the uneven development. We do have some pretty decent corn stands, but we are off the pace in what we'd say uniform corn drop. Again, the corn crop looks better from the road. The fields that we're in this week, you give them a higher score from the road than you would out in there. Um, some of the early planted corn that we're in this week is pollinating. Um, but due to the uniformity issues, this pollination could take uh, anywhere from 10 days to two weeks within a field. We'd like to have it done in five days, prefer to have it done in three days, but that's not going to happen. Um, there's five or 6,000 plants that are going to be a week behind the rest in most fields that we're in itself. So um, it creates some challenges, especially with in some areas, we're seeing high Japanese beetle pressure, probably as high as I've seen in a while out there. Um, so a situation, we got silk clippers that are there. I haven't seen much uh, at all of the rootworm. Actually, uh, Mark Bear over at Sunag saw the first rootworm beetle yesterday. I've been watching for the rootworm beetle, been pretty quiet, been watching on the larva feeding. It's also been quiet in most areas. So situation... I don't see signs that the rootworm beetle pressure is going to be heavy, but the Japanese beetle pressure is um, outrageous in some areas, uh, and they're moving around. So they can show up one week uh, in the field that they weren't there last week from its south. And this means that all the pest boss people, the people that are in charge of uh, invasions on your farm, they need to, you need to put your teams together and get into action as we move into this pollination window. 
that will be coming upon us here in the next 10 to 12 days. Now, things have changed a little bit when it comes to the Japanese beetle. He's a hard one to kill. Typically a pyrethroid, which has some repellent effect to it, doesn't do a good job on the knockdown part. And they've taken pin cap away from us from a knockdown part. So we're going to have to think about, uh, you know, some type of knockdown in that mix to take this guy out, like a lanate type scenario, uh, because they're hard to kill in itself. The challenge we got is can we keep the Japanese beetle at bay long enough to get this uh, crop pollinated in those last five or six thousand that are going to pollinate? Unfortunately, they'll have the fresh pollen and that's where the beetle will migrate to even more. We need those five or six thousand in our yield goal. So uh, other years you got one or two, you just kind of ignore them. Uh, that five or six thousand plants that are behind, we need those ears. So we need to uh, get them pollinated. Now there's not a good threshold for how many Japanese beetle per plant because you've seen it out there. They hoard up. You could have six on a silk and three plants without. We're going to look at silk length. I'm going to need a half inch of silk. To get pollinated. Now that's not just a few uh, silks that are half inch long. I'm going to need at least a half inch on all of them. So again, you're going to do like we always do. You're going to pull that ear off, take that husk off real easy so you don't rip off the, the silks themselves and give it a shake and see what is or isn't pollinated. And then you're going to check the length of the ones that are not pollinated and see if you have more than a half inch of silk there to get the job done. So if we're out there and 15% of the infected plants are clipped more than a half inch and we're less than 50% pollinated, uh, we're going to have to pull the trigger and take them out. Uh, we need all those ears itself. My worry again is that three to 6,000 that are going to be behind. Um, we got to have them to keep, our, to keep our yield goal or our yield goal estimates where we need to be. On the soybean side, seen some pretty aggressive defoliation from the Japanese beetle as well. The bean leaf beetle have been lighter than anticipated, but the Japanese beetle in areas are pretty aggressive. Again, most of these beans are now into R1, so you're looking at 20-25% defoliation. You're going to look at the top, the middle, and the bottom, so you're going to collect leaves from all parts of that plant and assess them to see what your defoliation is out there itself. I'll... Uh, have Zach put a defoliation picture up on the uh, web so you can kind of compare your leaves too if you want to do it from that scenario. 25% defoliation though is pretty aggressive. Um, you can have 5 or 10% and it looks like it's bad. 25% is a lot of feeding when you see it on there. Talking with Scott Schertz and he mentioned something too about the Japanese beetle. Um, when they're spraying fields with Japanese beetle, they're consistently hitting birds with the airplane that are coming up out of that canopy that are in there actually feeding on um, some of those Japanese beetle. This is something that uh, I've seen before but never really put the two together. So it may help in your scouting as you're moving down the road and seeing a lot of bird activity over a field. It may be an indication that we uh, should slip in there and take a look at it. Early side dressing is pretty much wrapped up by now. Uh, most of the bean spraying is also done. Uh, still some rescuing going on in the bean side. Y-dropping is still in play. Um, when we look at uh, the beans themselves, most of them are coming into R1. Some of the early maturing beans are in R2 and actually headed for R3 already. So 
with that, we have to keep in mind with these rescue sprays, once we get to that R2 stage moving towards R3, uh, if we burn those beans, uh, it's going to come at a yield loss. So situation, we got to make sure whatever product we're using or what we're doing out there, if we're going to rough that bean up at this point, we can abort pods. So the weed issue needs to be a bigger threat than the yield loss issue that we might receive from spraying it. Now, most of my weed issues from a rescue standpoint right now where we're struggling with, again, are coming in the wide rows. Situation where we just can't get the rose canopied, the beans slowed down on us, and some of these uh, weeds are coming through itself. Now, I've seen a lot of row crop cultivators running this week. Actually, I didn't know we had that many in the country. Also seen a bean buggy. Uh, so I really love it the way you guys are quick to adjust to go out here and manage these weeds. But kind of reminds you of the 80s when uh, bean buggies and row crop cultivators, and we might even see walkers in the fields here before it's over. But other options to, um, to clean these beans up in that process itself. Disease pressure has uh, actually been pretty light in both the corn and the beans. It is building, though, in the area to the north. And we need to keep an eye on that pressure there. Again, we use the quarter method when we're out there scouting. If we can cover the area the size of a quarter and 50% of the plants starting at the leaf opposite and below the ear, we would be at a threshold to pull the trigger from a disease standpoint itself. For your crop tech customers, don't forget our field day is July 20th. So contact your retailer or call here at the office to make sure that we're preparing enough pork chops for everybody. For you guys up in the Wilmington area, Nancy at Richard Grain is working on putting a busload together to bring down uh, out of your area. So talk to Nancy and get yourself a seat on the bus. Again, this is, like usual, is a rain or shine event. There'll be outside sessions and there'll be inside sessions that'll go on all day. The inside sessions are air conditioned. So a situation where we can handle the heat and we make adjustments if it's raining. For the non-crop tech customers, don't forget our two-day corn and soybean college event, July 25th and 26th. Uh, we're getting a good number sign up for it. It'll be a good two days. We'd love to see you there. For that, you can go to croptechinc.com and click on the corn college tab and get yourself registered for itself. Love to see you guys here uh, at the event. Again, with that, let's keep her moving. Let's keep her safe.